Hey there, thank you so much for stopping by the Grace for Your Journey special edition. I am Pastor Terry. It is great to have you with us today. If this is your first time dropping by, thank you so very much. If you're a returner, you listen often, thank you for that. And I just want to encourage you to to pass along the information on our podcast. If you think this would be a blessing to someone else, we really would appreciate it. As you know, that's how our influence grows. uh, When you talk about it, share it, and pass it along. Well, our Fridays are dedicated to special sessions or special editions. Um, Through Monday through Thursday, we, we go through the Bible. That's what we do because it's the most important book ever written, and it will change your life from the inside out. Now, on Fridays, we we uh, draw back a little bit and sometimes look at different areas and different things, uh, always sort of from the perspective, always from a Christian perspective, always from the perspective of Scripture, um, but uh, sometimes we'll address cultural issues, social things going on, um, some things that might help you as you go through changes and shifting in your life, and, and so we just really dedicate Friday to, to be helpful for you in those ways. So, uh, two episodes ago on, on our, our Friday special edition, we started a series on the church, pre-COVID, during COVID, and post-COVID. So let me sort of remind you just of a couple things, because we're coming to our last one today on the church post-COVID. On the first session or the first episode we had, the church pre-COVID, uh, we talked about uh, hyper-denominationalism. We talked about the industry that grew up around the church, a lot of money within the Christian church. And we say the church, we're not talking about one denomination. We're talking about the people of God as they gather around the world. So we're talking about the universal or the global church. So uh, we talked about that. We talked about how it was even culturally and socially acceptable to go to church. It could be a, a mark of stability in your life. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, a lot of um, a lot of people would go to church because they would want to network with people, and church was a good place to do it. Again, not saying that's a good motivation to go, but you're there, you're hearing the word, so that's good. Then COVID hits. So what happens? The church was exposed. The good things they did came to came to light and the bad things or the areas where they were negligent that came to light too. So during COVID, we saw some great shifting happening within the church, locally, the good and the bad universally, um, the things that the church universally has sort of looked at how they managed, uh, their, their affairs, how they connected with people, how they structured their worship service, all that kind of stuff. All of that stuff began to bubble to the surface. And during COVID, we saw that. Perhaps one of the biggest things was those who were technologically ready for COVID and those who weren't. Now, I know some of you listening are are, are real young, and so you don't really get an older church that doesn't have a Facebook account. They don't have cameras. They don't have this. Um, I'll be 58 this year, and I can tell you I can remember clearly, I mean absolutely clearly in the front of my mind, fights taking place in churches, and churches actually splitting over the issue of putting up monitors or screens and projecting the words up there. Oh my goodness, it was just amazing. Well, those type of sort of pedestrian arguments were exposed during COVID. And the churches that haven't moved on from those types of things, well, they've struggled. So now we've come to the point where we're talking about the church post-COVID. What is the church going to look like moving ahead? Now, look, if you listen to five guys, you're going to get five sets of opinions. And and so I don't claim to be the only authority on this or the only person speaking to this, but um, 
I think there are some things we can clearly see, and I think most people would agree with these things I'm going to share with you today. So again, if you're connected to a church, if you know a pastor, a deacon, someone in ministry, uh, you might want to pass these these episodes along to them just to get them thinking, just to get them processing how do we move ahead in church um, after, after COVID is gone. Now, as I'm recording this, uh, COVID is starting to lift. Um, the vaccines are out. Uh, people are getting vaccinated. Uh, states are opening up. I live in the state of Florida, so uh, we've sort of been open in that respect. And and so that's sort of the climate that we're in right now. So what does the church look like that moving ahead? Okay, first thing is this. The trends that the church, church has been in, either an individual church or a denomination or whatever, the trends they were seeing are going to escalate. So if you're part of a denomination that's not doing well, that's probably going to be escalated post-COVID. If you're part of a local church that hasn't adjusted during COVID and you've seen your attendance just you know get decimated and you're giving decimated, there's a there's a great possibility, barring supernatural move of the Holy Spirit, which certainly you can do, there's a great possibility that trend is going to escalate. And, and, and so as we move out of this, um, I think there's some denominational questions uh, that are going to be answered. For example, I had breakfast this morning with an Episcopalian priest, and he was telling me about the decline of the particular branch of the Episcopal church he's a part of. He's talking about the decline and how COVID has just pushed more and more churches to close. I think you're going to see that in your community. You're going to drive by churches that you've known for years. Maybe at one time, these churches had vibrant ministries. Maybe they had a great youth program, a great children's program. Maybe they had a great choir, great music program. And you've dr- driven by it for years and years and years and thought, man, that, that church is a really you know solid in our community. They make a lot of difference. But you're driving by it now and you're starting to see nobody there. Now, some of that's COVID shutdown, but some of that is because Trends that were developing within those churches are now being manifest. They're now escalating. In a post-COVID world, those trends are definitely um, going to escalate. Now, now, why is that? Because the cultural acceptance of Christianity in a post-COVID world is far less than it was in pre-COVID. Now, I don't think COVID's the problem. I don't think COVID caused it. I think COVID exposed the trends that were there. So people going to church for simply social reasons are not going. They don't feel the cultural pressure to do it. People who went to church just because their mom and dad did are not going to go. People who played at church because that's sort of what good people do um, are, are not going because now there's not a cultural mandate for you to show up. And and the, the other trend that's going to, another reason why these trends are going to be escalated is because people could stay at home and watch on TV. Now, I'm a fan of social media. Love it, like it, obviously, doing a podcast. I, I think it's wonderful. But it does give people an excuse not to get out and connect with others. And we'll talk about that um, a little bit later. But so the trends are going to escalate, um, whichever way they've been going. And then second, um, the, and this is a positive thing. I, I think in post-COVID uh, Christendom, the churches will be more defined. You won't see churches trying to do multiple, multiple, multiple things like they used to. I can remember being a part of a church in Memphis when I was in seminary. Excellent church led by a great pastor. But we had a ministry to every possible subgroup in the Memphis area. I mean, if you were in West Tennessee and, you know, you needed grief recovery because your dog died, we had a group for you. And I think those types of things are simply not going to be able to exist. And I'll tell you why. It's going to be people. It takes people to lead those. 
And pastors are not going to be able to lead those, all of those uh, meetings and, and all those types of things and all those types of ministries. So I think you're going to see churches really become more defined in what they're about. If they want to attract young people, if they're going to have a good children's program, youth program. If they are an encounter church where you come and you have a you know huge encounter time during worship, man, they're going to dump money in, and focus into that. If they're an online church, and there are churches that have made the switch during COVID to really primarily being online, online communities. You can give online, you can get training online, you get discipleship and Bible study online. I think you're going to see them defining that even more clearly. The church is going to become more defined. And so the good news about that is, and, and we all know this, right? You know this. If you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. <laughs> but if you aim at something and you're clear, there's power that comes through focus. And I think a lot of churches are really going to gain some momentum coming out of COVID because they're going to be far more focused and not, not so spread out, to be sure. Then I think the third thing that... um it's going to happen post-COVID is uh, the calling of um, ministers and pastors will be absolutely clarified. Um, the church, because I think many churches are going to lose money, a lot of pastors are going to have to be bivocational that weren't. Uh, a lot of staff people who do ministry are not going to be able to be afforded, and so their positions are going to be eliminated. And when that happens, their calling is going to be tested. Here's what I mean. What would you do for the kingdom if you weren't paid to do it? Now, most of you listening don't get paid to go to church and to serve, to teach Sunday school and do your thing. But pastors do. At least typically they do. And, and so what's going to happen post-COVID, a lot of money is going to dry up in some churches. Now, not all. This is a generalization. But you're going to see some money dry up in churches. And so uh, pastors, as well as staff pastors and ministers, are going to have to clarify their calling. Am I really called to do it? If I have to go become a school teacher. And then just work in the evenings. Am I called to do it? Now, that's going to bring some hardship, one. But it's going to bring a lot of power and really Holy Spirit leadership into the lives of these ministers. I mean, they're going to experience God like they never have before. Because now it's not a J-O-B. It's not a job. You don't go to get a paycheck. It's a passion. It's a calling. It's I must do this. If you don't pay me anything... I'm going to show up and do this. And that's going to be good for the church. The church is going to benefit from that um, without a doubt. Um, I think um, you're going to see also sort of, not rambling, but, but sort of the next thing. Let me talk a little bit about denominations. Denominations have been struggling in America for a long time. There's been a slow decline of most denominational churches for the last 30 years. Not every local fellowship, but denominations in a general sense. And COVID has definitely escalated that. I mentioned my Episcopalian friend earlier, but I will tell you other denominations that are having struggles will be the Presbyterian branches, uh, the Lutheran churches. Uh, the Catholic church is, is struggling, I think, here, here in America. Baptist churches are struggling. Uh, Methodist churches are struggling. So these denominational churches that have had this downward slide, this is just absolutely gonna gonna push it further and further and further. So so what can churches do in post COVID to not fall into that declining, uh, uh, you know, situation? Well, a couple of things. One, the need for clear biblical teaching and helping people think biblically is needed now more than ever. 
with the shift in culture, with the shift in society, with the shift away from really the things of God, we have to teach. As a pastor, I'm saying this to me, I have to stand and teach the the detailed things of God's word more persuasively and more often. You know, standing up and just doing a sermon series on three ways to balance your checkbook isn't necessarily going to cut it in a post-COVID world. Now, you still need some practical skills, and I think the church has a place in that. But church is the only place where you go and get doctrine and teaching from the Bible. So I think in the post-COVID days, that is going to become um, really, really needed. Now, that doesn't mean every church needs to be a classroom. It doesn't. But you can't be afraid as a pastor, and your pastor can't be afraid of the difficult things of Scripture that really cause us to grow and, and, and develop um, as followers of Jesus, when we have those aha moments of understanding something complicated. You remember that in school, right? You would work on a math problem or a chemistry problem or whatever it was, and then finally it would hit you. Bam! It would hit you, and you're like, oh, there it is. Well, we got to have those aha moments in church as well. And that means teaching doctrine and details that um, of scriptures that are not always not always fun to, to look at on the surface. And, and the second thing is the, the need for community. Um, that is going to be vital. That is, that, that is vital. We are going to have to connect and gather as people in intentional ways. Now here at our church, here at Grace, we do Sunday school as well as life groups, home groups. And that, what we're seeing is that's really starting to build some great community within our church. I think that's one of the reasons why we have come through COVID pretty well. To be honest with you, we've come through it pretty well. And, and so that's going to absolutely be needed. And then the third thing is intentional ministry. Intentionally taking the gospel to people. How do you do it? Is it impactful? Is it working? The day of doing something just because we've always done it like that is over. That day is dead and buried. It's got to go away. Whatever culture is going to look like in the next two to four years, it's going to require the church being intentional and deliberate and, and really measuring the impact based upon the time and the money that the church puts in to those, um, to those efforts and those ministries. The church post-COVID is going to be stronger, might be a little bit smaller initially. It's going to be more empowered and dependent on the move of the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe with every cell of my body that there is an awakening, a spiritual awakening that is going to be really realized and celebrated in tens of thousands of congregations across the world. It, it's absolutely going to happen. And the church, the people of God, as we lean into scripture, as we connect in community, as we use our gifting, the way God put us together, to reach out to others with the gospel, we are going to see personal spiritual awakenings happen in amazing ways. You're going to have encounters. Listen, you're going to have encounters with the Holy Spirit like you've never had before. And it doesn't matter where you're listening from. We have people listening from all over the world. It doesn't matter where you are. The Holy Spirit's the same with you as he is here, as he is wherever. And, and he is going to come and flood your life and, and listen, and flood your walk with encounters with him that will radically transform your life. No doubt about it. I think the church post-COVID is going to be better than the church pre-COVID. The industry, the Christian industry might not be the same. Um, all the Christian subcultural stuff might not be the same. And that's true. Churches might be a little bit smaller initially, might be a little leaner on the budgets initially. But the power of God is going to be released as we celebrate the scriptures, as we worship and honor the Lord, 
as we share the gospel and as we do what God's called us to do with the gifts he's given us. When we do that, I'm telling you, the po- the church post-COVID is going to be a surprising impact and driving force around the globe. Now, when we participate with the Lord in that, you know what's going to happen? We're going to be blessed and filled with joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. And you got it. We're going to find unbelievable grace for our journey. And that will absolutely happen to you. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we know that when the world's out of control, you're in control. When everything seems to be uncertain, you are certain. And so, Lord, we celebrate that. And now, Father, I pray for every local congregation on this globe that teaches the Bible, that believes in the resurrection of Christ, that you would fill them, Holy Spirit, with purpose and fire and passion. Father, move on them right now. Every person listening around the globe, touch their hearts and their lives right now, Holy Spirit. Give them an encounter with you that they've never had before. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hey, God bless you. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday special edition of Grace for Your Journey. Don't forget, every day we do this. Um, And so join us. Please like and and share this and pass the, the word along. That's how our influence grows. And we'll talk with you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.